Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Today we have a crazy revenge story of ruining an ex's relationship with their father. We'll get into that in a bit, but first, ruining my notice period? Lose your employees. Summary, I wanted to leave a toxic company, the CEO took it personally and decided to play me, postponing the end of my contract again and again, so I made sure I wouldn't be the only one leaving. I'd been working for this company for 7 years, climbing the ladder from intern to regional manager. About midway, the founder decides to leave and is replaced by a new CEO. Of course, the new guy comes with his buddies to take over the C-suite and starts meticulously turning what felt like a family business into a toxic workplace. They pick their departments like risk players picking their countries, and it becomes obvious after a semester or so that they specialize in growth hacking through aggressive management and questionable business ethics. They don't ask about what we do or who our clients are, they only want to look at the payroll and decide who is too expensive and thus dispensable and what can be relocated to cheaper countries without digging into the roles and missions of the employees. A year into their reign, people start burning out, quitting, or quiet quitting. Our partners and clients are leaving us as well, and our NPS and Glassdoor grade have never been so low. Their quick fix? HR trades hoodies against good reviews. After two years, I'm at a stage where I can't take it anymore. Every project I run for them gives me knots in my stomach, and I see no point in working for a company that cares so little about its clients its employees, and has no reason to be other than make money with no vision or strategy. I finally say yes to a headhunter and send in my resignation letter. I was confident I could shorten my three-month notice period as I got such great reviews, so I would have some time off between jobs to enjoy my one-year-old, whom I hardly had seen over the past exhausting months. Next thing you know, the CEO calls me out of the blue to have some kind of improvised exit interview asking me why I was leaving. I naively thought the exit interviews were about being honest. It turns out, not. It all started with what a great manager I was and how everyone loved working with me, how I always deliver, and what a pillar I was to this company. After I explained the reasons of me leaving in a most diplomatic way, it finished by how unprofessional I was being, how it wouldn't make a difference anyway and what a coward I was. Rats leaving the boat, as they say. He finished the conversation with, I know your supervisor agreed to let you go earlier, but she's off on sick leave, and I'm in charge. I could help you, but I won't. Of course, I leave the meeting absolutely devastated, not only by the last bit, but by the whole situation. Luckily, the very next day, the CEO calls me again and, in a half-apologetic tone, explains that she has slept on it and is willing to let me go early if I work twice as hard to finish a new project he puts on my plate while doing my handover. You can be gone a month from now, but do keep it between us, or people will get depressed when they hear the news. Do you see where this is going? A friend I have on the board of directors tells me, We all know about your leaving. The CEO is furious and made it clear to us he'd have you work your butt off until the very last day of your contract. And indeed, when I reached out to the CEO a month later, a new project lands on my plate. 
but as soon as you're done, you're gone. And then it's about HR paperwork taking time. Then the need for me to onboard a new team member before I leave. There's always a good reason. So in the end, I did serve my full notice. Oh, you don't want anyone to know? Everyone will know. I write a killer review on Glassdoor and send a very short message on the internal network stating I've decided to leave but without more details. Of course, tons of people reach out to get to hear the full story. I can't say if I'm a pillar in this company but I certainly have tons of friends in all branches globally and when they hear of the whole situation, adding up to their existing frustration, they start talking about leaving as well and I do my best to encourage them to do so. Within two weeks, my whole team resigned, as did three regional heads of sales and five colleagues in other departments. I was not the reason per se, but definitely the straw that broke the camel's back. My friend on the board of directors keeps sending me screenshots of managers complaining to the CEO about letting me go. I quote, Letting this guy go was a disaster and the stupidest move. I don't really enjoy it though. I used to love this company and it just feels like a huge waste to me. I mean, a very important part of where you work and what you do is loving where you work and what you do. In the end, if you don't like where you work and it's miserable going there and you feel like you have no purpose, the company has no purpose, and that you're just counting down the days until you get screwed over, it's for the best to be putting some feelers out there. Also, hi, I'm Steven, and if you guys enjoy awesome stories of revenge, why not hit those like and subscribe buttons down below? Our next story is, throw away my mean neighbor's pipe. When I was 11 years old, female, my next door neighbor, a 16 year old male at the time, was super mean to me. So one day I was looking out the front door window and I saw him smoking a pipe. Although now looking back, it could have been a piece of fur weed, his parents' cars weren't there. He finished smoking and put the pipe in the bush to hide it from his parents, I guess. So 10 minutes after he went back inside, I ran out, took the pipe and threw it in the gutter. Never to be seen again. Don't regret it at all. And I'm 23 now. Pretty easy way to get back at somebody for sure, and good on OP. I'm not one to really judge anybody, but 16 years old, OP was probably doing them a favor anyways. Our next story is, I stole from a previous job for a pregnant coworker. This incident happened many years ago, however, I recently remembered and thought this might be a good place for it. A long time ago, I, female 28, was hired at my first job. It was a popular fast food chain restaurant and although the work wasn't glamorous, my co-workers and the relationships I made there made it worthwhile. We had a few managers, one we'll call Kathy. Kathy was your typical Karen type of manager, the kind who was never pleased and expressed her disappointment to everyone. Her attitude made it nearly impossible to enjoy work and we all dreaded being scheduled on a shift with her. Kathy usually worked morning shifts, as did I and I was one of the employees that opened the store and prepared it for service for the day. We were allowed a short break before opening the store as long as everything was finished and accounted for, understandably. Now, we were not permitted to make food from the store to eat on our morning break, only those who worked in the afternoon or evening. The reason for this being that the computer systems and cash registers weren't active until about 5 or 10 minutes from opening, and we were required to ring in our food and pay the discounted employee price. We were not allowed to make food and then pay for it later, as this could interfere with service, or people would just forget and not pay. The company thought this would decrease 
One size fits all seems like a good idea for clothes until you try them on. Same goes for healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. Learn more at uh1.com. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more and is all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Theft? To clock out and have another employee take your order and assemble your food, which wasn't an option for the morning opening shift. At least this was Kathy's excuse. The other managers always let us eat something in the morning, oftentimes for free. I had a coworker, Carrie, who also usually worked morning shifts with me. I befriended Carrie quickly, a young single mother with an eight-year-old daughter, pregnant with a son. One morning when Carrie and I were working together, she expressed to me that she had had a rough morning and was unable to bring food for her break. She had a very strict diet with her pregnancy and ate at certain times throughout the day, which all the managers were aware of and accommodated to an extent. As long as she got her discounted meal and paid full price for anything later, she was very upset and told me that, when asked, Kathy denied her permission to make a sandwich, even if Kathy rang it up and took the money herself. But the thing about Kathy was, she wouldn't just say no to things. She would hover and keep an eye on people so as to catch them in the act if they would disobey her, which anyone rarely ever did, but this was Kathy. I witnessed her watching Carrie through the office window and even heard her tell Carrie that she better not steal and make herself any food. This really upset me as well because I felt bad for Carrie and wished there was something I could do to make her feel better. I was also very exhausted of Kathy and the rules she made up that no other manager seemed to implement or follow. I didn't bring any food of my own as I usually skipped breakfast back then, so I decided to take things into my own hands and get my own little silent petty revenge on Kathy. Carrie ended up going outside to her car during her break and Kathy died down in the office. I waited for the perfect opportunity and just as Kathy diverted her attention to other managerial duties, I quickly grilled up a small beef patty and assembled a sandwich for Carrie. It wasn't unusual for me to join her outside on our break, so I took her the sandwich and came back inside to use the restroom before my shift. While in the stall, I heard someone come in, rummage through the trash, and start washing their hands. When I exited the stall, it was Kathy who greeted me with, Where did you put the wrapper? I just gave her a confused look and told her I didn't eat on my break. A short time after opening the store, she approached Carrie and I both together and told us she knew we stole food and that we're lucky the cameras didn't catch us or we'd be fired. I walked away still having a job that day and I felt good about helping a pregnant person who needed to eat. Kathy ended up moving to another store and things were overall pretty peaceful until I left. Also never stole again. Petty? Yeah, I guess, but the memory of Kathy running around, frantically digging in every single trash can for proof and going mad over it? Worth it. Like, I get it, you're not trying to have the store get stolen from, it's I guess technically against policy, but to be so stuck up about it, especially when somebody is pregnant and obviously needs and really could use that food, to go around and just start digging in trash cans, frantically trying to find evidence, 
I mean, she just must not enjoy looking on her phone or iPad or anything that she might bring to work because she has just way too much time on her hands. This next story is, took her boyfriend and made him happy. In high school, I had a best friend who was actually the biggest bench. She would come up with pranks for fun and constantly throw me under the bus. For example, this one time, she thought it would be funny if we told my boyfriend at the time, who I didn't really want to be with but was a peer pressure situation from her, that I was suffering from mental health. She messaged him and sent me screenshots and over the course of an hour it went from she's just feeling low to she's going to end herself. She didn't listen when I told her it was going too far and just to stop, but she didn't listen. He got really worried and told the school and she told them it was my idea and a fake account I created. I got into a crap ton of trouble and she thought it was the funniest thing ever. In 2020, she told me she liked a guy who I'm currently with. So I messaged him and set them up. She tested him good for a few weeks, giving him attention and just being a normal girlfriend really. After then, she started ignoring him and openly flirted with other lads in the group. When he mentioned it to her, she started crying, saying she loved him and would go back to the way she was before. I confronted her a few times and told her to grow the freak up and just tell him if she didn't want him. By this point, she wouldn't even stand next to him. She gave me the same until she started telling me to mind my own business. Me and him got closer as friends and he was telling me about how she was and honestly I was beyond annoyed at her, so I told him to break up with her. He had a conversation with her where she was crying saying she loved him, yelling at him because he pointed out all the crappy things she did, and it ended with her telling him that they're better off as friends. The last couple of months of their relationship it was already clear we were interested in each other as more than friends. He would bring in my favorite snacks and we shared a monster. She was oblivious and didn't give a crap. She was too busy flirting and cuddling with the other lads. When they broke up, I went to his house with a monster and his favorite Doritos. We got together officially in April 2022. Our first kiss was on his birthday on his best friend's bed. She messaged me about two months into it saying she was madly in love with him and wanted him back. I sent her a picture of him and I, both actually crazy about each other, and blocked her. Four years or a year and a half later and we live together, have a dog, go to the same college, and still share bags of Doritos and Monsters. Last I heard of her, she was cleaning our old high school because her dad left and wasn't paying for their house and was still talking about him. Sucks to suck, I suppose. Did you know, in Roman and medieval literature, dragons couldn't fly? Instead, they dropped out of trees on a people's heads. Pliny the Elder, who wrote the world's first encyclopedia, wrote that, The Iaculus, a type of early dragon, throws itself from the branches of trees. Dragons are dangerous not only to the feet, but also fly like a missile from a catapult. I'm not sure why there's a fun dragon fact in the end here, but still. Cannot lie though, having a bit of an Avril Lavigne skater boy type vibe from this story. Our next story is, Jesus is okay with petty revenge. Trigger warning, shoplifting, petty crime involved in the revenge. It's okay though, Jesus approved. This takes place many years ago. My late ex-husband, who was super self-righteous and a pillar of the community, and a mediocre fish in a pond full of floating religious turds, Southern USA, so if you know, you know, he had purchased a $248 lawnmower from a big blue store. The day he bought it, he attempted to use it, and it did not work. He took it back the same day to the store, and they would not refund him the money at all. It had grass stains on it from the attempts to use it so they used that as a reason not to refund. 
Evidently, at that time, a big press story was going on about how people were gaming the big stores by returning stuff, so they were cracking down on returns. He was a super religious guy that was totally insulted and furious that anyone would doubt his honorable word. Anyway, on to the revenge. It took me a while to catch on to what was going on. He would still shop there every payday. He'd fill the cart up and send me and the kids out to get in the truck while he checked out. When he got back into the truck, he'd pull a notebook out and write in it. I'd ask what he was writing and he'd say, a note for Sunday service, a scripture I thought about while I was in the store, stuff like that. One time I was with him as he checked out and I pointed out to the cashier that she forgot to scan the big bags of animal food on the box. Mom deserves the best and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market bottom of the cart. He pulls out the notebook and shows me $248 written in big letters on the top of the page. Underneath were entries like $8.88 or $12.88 with a running total. He was shoplifting? I was shocked to the core. I thought it was notes for Sunday service. He said, it is. Keeps my conscience clear. It's okay with the Lord though. Jesus knows I haven't hit the $248 they owe me, so no sin. Over the course of about three years, he'd put stuff on the bottom of the shopping cart, and if the cashier scanned it, he'd pay it no problem. If they failed to do so, he'd take it to the truck and add the amount to his tally. Once he hit the $248 mark, he never did that again. He also never bought anything of any value at that store chain again over the next 30 years or so until his death. Life went on when he was dying during the end-of-life conversations that we had. I asked him if he felt guilty about this particular event, and he had a rare big belly laugh and said not even a little bit. They owed him, and Jesus was okay with it. I mean, I'm not gonna lie, in a situation where you buy a $250 device and it does not work, and they say no, you used it in the item's intended location and is in the condition you'd expect for it to be, therefore we're not letting you return it. I'd be a lot less concerned about somebody missing something while scanning also. Also, as long as it doesn't have like a tag or something that's going to make it beep, if the cashier does miss scanning something, how many of you guys are going to take your chance to walk out of the store and how many of you are going to say, oh hey you missed this? I bet there's a number of people that will take that chance with those beeping doors and also a decent number of people that would never admit they would take that chance but still would. Our next story is, jerk principal wipes my entire record, so I spam his email. When I was in 8th grade, my principal was a huge jerk. He always favored the athletes and school associate members over common students. One day, I got suspended. I decided to leave school. He then decided to wipe my entire record of the year. Completely gone. Grades, tests, everything. I had to repeat my entire year in 6 months. I tried reaching out to him, no response, we filed FERPA complaints, which legally mandate a response, and he still never responded. My idiot gets the bright idea of signing him up for crappy newsletters about God. 
I put his name as Dumb Bass. Said his birthday to 06096969, made him live in stupid town, and then kept signing him up for Bible phrase dailies and that sort of thing. He's Jewish. Does the Satanic Temple have a newsletter? Might be a good place to also add. But I'm also curious, how are they ignoring something that they're legally mandated to do? I would say lawyer up and lawyer up real quick because just erasing somebody's entire record to force them to repeat a year? That doesn't seem very um, possible to just get away with. That's the kind of thing that if legally you cannot get away with, you go to like the local media and you try to make this an actual story because I'm sure people will eat that up. I mean, the Facebook moms would eat that kind of thing alive, wouldn't they? Our next story is Milkman Moo. Happened a few years ago in an office I used to work. There was a shared fridge for the whole floor, and once a month, one of the 10 groups would clean the fridge. Mop up spills, throw out old expired food, etc. Emails would start going out to let everyone know of the cleaning two days prior to cleanup. Then a final one would get sent right before starting. One month, it was my turn's group to do the cleaning and the emails went out as usual. On the day of the cleaning, we find some truly disgusting things. But the worst of all of it was a bloated carton of extremely expired milk. We thought nothing of it when we tossed it, finished cleaning and went about our day. Not 10 minutes later, we get an email from ADAM in all caps addressed to the entire company. You throw away my milk in the body, he wrote. You had no right to throw away my milk. It is my hard-earned money that bought that milk and you threw it away. I demand compensation for my lost milk with a million exclamation marks. We were flabbergasted by Adam's temper tantrum and his attempt to get my group in trouble. So we walked over to the office spaces where Adam's office was but remained out of his line of sight and started mooing and lowing like cows. We kept going till he threw his office door open, then we immediately scattered. He must not have reported the cow noises to anyone because the next day, he replies to his original email with a very heartfelt apology and a promise to buy ice cream for my group. I'm just wondering what would happen with management getting wind of a situation like this. If everybody that was cleaning that fridge came forward and said, oh, this thing was super expired, and he's claiming that it wasn't and that it was still perfectly good milk that he bought himself, I guess where does the burden of proof fall for either side? Is it on the people cleaning the fridge to now somehow document everything that they throw out or get rid of? I would assume ultimately management would go to Adam and say, listen, we're sorry about the milk, but it's just milk. It costs like $3 for a gallon. Shoot, if I were one of the people who cleaned the fridge, I might be willing to give Adam three bucks just to shut up. Next thing you know, somebody will probably order like an Uber Eats delivery in his name and it's just a gallon of milk. Our next story is how I made my brother fly all over the country to get to his daughter's graduation. So I, 50-year-old female, have an exceptionally annoying older brother, 61-year-old male. There came a time in his life when his youngest daughter was graduating from college in Ohio. We live in Washington state and a few of the family had made plans to go to my niece's college graduation and taking a few vacation days to see the sights, so we would be leaving before him. My brother kept procrastinating and not making plane reservations for some unknown reason. Finally, when it was getting close to the date, I asked him one last time, are you or are you not coming with us to the graduation? He whined and complained and asked if I would make the plane reservation because he was too busy, it was such a pain, etc. I said sure, no problem. 
and I then proceeded to send him all over the country on Southwest Airlines, so that he ended up taking four airplanes between Seattle and Ohio over about 12 hours. I believe he flew from Seattle to Los Angeles to Salt Lake City to Atlanta, then to Cleveland or something like that, as that particular detail is a bit foggy as it was about 12 years ago. We went to pick him up at the airport and he kept saying, I just can't figure out why I had to take so many planes to get here. Seems like there should have been a more direct flight. Baby sister just smiled and said, Huh, that's so weird. I wonder how that happened. I was going to say in a situation like this, even Southwest Airlines is probably too good. I'm sure you could have found some budget no-name company to put them on, right? Our next story is Restaurant Petty Revenge. This was years ago, but it still makes me smile when I think about it. I was serving at a restaurant in the US, and we had this group of 10 to 12 women come in. For context, they were middle-aged, white, wealthy, Karen-esque, but overall fine, except for one of them. From the moment she walked in the door, it was like Satan and Kate Gosselin had a love child. Demanding, rude, snapped her fingers when the host was on the phone, benched about the works. At least her friends apologized on her behalf. They sit in my section, and before I can even introduce myself, she cuts me off and says, We are here to be served, not make friends. Alright, bet. I go around to take drink orders, and they're ordering rosé, cosmos, martinis. So I ask them for all of their IDs, and they love it, telling me how flattered they are and how sweet I am. And then I get to her, the last one at the table. She orders her kettle one and soda, with three lemons, and pulls out her ID with a little grin on her face. So I say, oh no, that's okay, I don't need it, you're good. The look on her face was freaking priceless. So were the giggles from the rest of the table and my manager when I told him. Ah, good times. Such a quick and easy way to just make this person feel terrible for being a terrible customer. Our next story is ruin my ex's relationship with her father after she tried to ruin my life. To begin, my ex-girlfriend and I had been dating for three years up until this point. One and a half of those years had been long distance and the last one and a half were together in her home country. When I say one and a half of those were in her home country, I want to make it clear that, in order to be together, I dropped close to everything in my life to move to be with her. That is to say, I left my family, friends, and all of my customs and cultural norms to be together. I did still retain my job, which I worked remotely in her country, though I had to massively shift my work schedule to match the time difference, which was pretty difficult in and of itself, so I was able to contribute heavily to bills, rent, etc. The first six months of us living together went fairly well. There were some bumps here and there, but it was nice to finally be together. Towards the last six months of our relationship, however, she began to get extremely paranoid and insecure. She also went off medication and quit therapy around this time as well, due to her therapist wanting to do exposure therapy, which she didn't want to do. This, coupled with a lot of insecurity due to weight gain and her perceived loss of hotness, made her very insecure, although I still found her very beautiful and honestly didn't notice much of a difference. The last night I was with her, she demanded to see my phone so she could go through it to verify I wasn't cheating. To which I initially said no because I found it to be an invasion of privacy and no trust between us to have to go through my phone. Eventually I gave in and let her go through it after she began to throw all of my belongings in the hallway of our flat, screaming at me to leave because I had cheated. 
When she went through my phone, of course, she didn't find anything. However, by that point, she said it was because I had deleted the evidence and kicked me out into the middle of her country. I had nowhere to go, no idea what I was going to do, and eventually just got a room at a crappy hotel and booked a flight the next day to go back to my country as I had work after the weekend was over. She then called me a few times to say she wanted to work things out, only to go back on them and say, actually, I'm only saying that so you'll leave me alone. No idea why that was needed, but felt unusually cruel. Anyway, once I got back to my country, I was horribly depressed and really felt absolutely violated and wronged as I literally had done nothing wrong. I was faithful to her our entire relationship. I tried to move on, but still had this feeling of unjustness and being angry that she had had me reset my life, just for her to then force me to reset it again over a mere suspicion. I decided I needed to level the playing field and get some sort of retribution, so I emailed her father pictures of us together. Nothing sexual, just us taking pictures as a couple. To add context, my ethnic and religious background and hers are not very agreeable and were not to date or intermarry. And her father was quite conservative. More to that, she lied to him our entire relationship and said she wasn't seeing anyone or interested in marriage as she was focusing on her career. So learning that she had, in fact, been in a relationship for three years and that he was being lied to, I'm sure was quite the surprise. She then messaged me saying I ruined her father's view of her and their relationship and I imagine that has not changed. I have heard that the best revenge is success and I agree. I have so far, I'm still fairly young, achieved my short term goals but this has been a nice added bonus and I do genuinely feel after all she put me through that it was well deserved. Definitely something I would consider petty but I mean in a situation like that you're feeling particularly scorned. I'm just left wondering, with her going off of her medication and trying to work through this therapy, how much of what she did was related to those issues? I'm not saying that to say that OP should have looked past them, but like you almost feel like it had to have played some kind of part, right? Our next story is, woman with long hair in my husband's lap. I went with my husband and parents to see a theater performance years ago, a small budget thing in a small theater. The seating was very tight for tall people, but we made the best of it. The issue was the woman sitting in front of my husband with long hair that went to her thighs. When she sat down, she put her hair over the chair and into my very tall husband's lap. He had zero leg room, so anything over the chair was coming in his lap. We thought it was unintentional at first. Nope. He politely asked her to move it. She refused. He then kind of plopped it on the floor beside him. With this, she stood up and proceeded to make a scene witnessed by pretty much everyone. As she sat back down, she threw her head and her hair in a way that hit him in his face. My husband gave up too easily. I should have known. I was paying attention to the play. It wasn't until the end that I realized my husband discreetly spent the entire play nodding her hair. Nothing that would need to be cut out, but it would take her a while to undo. He had been braiding and knotting her hair from the bottom up. Definitely not stylish. A thick knot, a mini braid between two knots, a thick knot, a mini braid rolled into a knot, etc. Thick Boy Scout knots, basically, over a foot of them. She hadn't noticed. People in rows behind us that had seen her prior outburst saw it and chuckled. My dad saw it and patted my husband on the back. No one literally said a word. Probably took her a few hours to get the knots out. 
I'm sure the story she tells is a very different version, and I'm sure she's the innocent victim in her version. I would have felt sorry for her had it not been for her attitude. Anyway, figured my husband came out ahead on that one. Question, if she wanted to try to go legal like call the cops, what would they possibly have to like try to charge here? Like braiding somebody's hair up, that's not like bodily harm. I wouldn't say that that should count as like some kind of assault. Like, if the cop was being very vindictive, like, the worst it could be would be, like, harassment, right? But with that being said, that's all the time we have for today. Now, if you want to hear another awesome revenge story, check out that video on the left. Or if you missed my latest video, check out that video on the right. That said, I'll see you all next time with some more stories.